The recent tragic fire at Notre Dame got me thinking about that building and others like it. Music history is tied to a thousand years of cathedrals being at the cultural center of every European city. Every music student learns about Notre Dame. 12th century composers at the newly built cathedral gave us some of the earliest notated examples of polyphony, the combination of more than one melody at the same time. The art of polyphony is what sets Western music apart from the rest of the world. This music seems strange to us. It goes back to before the invention of major and minor scales and chords. But the polyphony mastery of Bach, Beethoven, and Count Basie can be traced back to those Parisian monks. And the bells. These are the very ones rung by Victor Hugo's Hunchback. And then there's the organ with five keyboards and 8,000 pipes. It's the biggest in France and arguably the most famous in the world. Thankfully, the bells and organs seem to have survived the fire, and the sanctuary, with its seven-second echo, will be rebuilt. But churches have been burning in this country, too, and it's good to remember their musical heritage. American music, country, blues, jazz, rock and roll, soul, R&B, rap, all carries gospel DNA. Rebuilding these structures also has to happen, for many reasons, including their music history. For KMUW, I'm Mark Foley. You're listening to Musical Space. I'm Fletcher Powell. Mark Foley here, of course. Hey, Mark. Hi, Fletcher. And a bit of a somber occasion, but also kind of joyful in that we can recognize uh, the importance of music throughout uh, the history of, of all of these structures. Yeah, exactly. We just can't forget this. I mean, the church was the political power of, of medieval and Renaissance you know, Europe, and music came out of that. All great art really is tied to these structures. Well, the music you brought for us to listen to today is, uh, I'm going to say, a bit outside my box. Uh, <laughs> I haven't not heard of 100% of these, but most of them I'm not familiar with. Tell us about what we're hearing right now. Okay, this this is what every music student has to listen to first when they uh, take their music history class. It's usually in the morning, and they're really bleary-eyed, and they've never heard music like this before. And it's a real drag. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's really beautiful, especially this performance. It's, it's a really great performance of this work. And I, I don't know, I could talk about it a lot because I've got a minor in music history. Um, <laughs> but this is uh, by a man named Leonin, uh, Viderunt Omnes. Uh, it's a piece uh, in a form called a motet, which is like a, I don't know, it could be a sacred, sacred or secular piece, fairly short, um, but uh, the distinguishing feature is that it's polyphonic. There are more than one melodies going on at the one time. This is the major innovation of European Western music. And uh, so you gotta listen to it. Even if you don't like it, you're supposed to. <laughs> it's good for you. I thought we'd go uh, listen to another piece, listen uh, way later. Um, 
this was written for the same cathedral um, by the most important composer who you've never heard of. Oh, wow. This is Guillaume de Machaut, uh, M-A-C-H-A-U-T. Um, yeah, listen to Machaut. If you want to be a real music history geek, um, a bunch of musicology uh, doctoral candidates got together and uh, made like a rubric and, and ranked every composer ever, and he came out top. My goodness. Yes. Wow. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right. So this is a polyphonic masterpiece, the uh, Le Messe de Notre Dame, the uh, Mass of Notre Dame. Uh, this is the Kyrie, the first section written in 1364. So a couple hundred years after the one we just heard. Yeah, this is like during during the Black Plague. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this, this is, is right in it. Way back. And this is already, you know, 200 years after the first piece was written. And and you can hear, even if it, even though it's really weird, I'm going to admit, this is a very strange piece to hear. But the polyphony, the 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 melody against melody that's going on, it's just masterful. Uh, This is the Oxford Camerata, uh, Jeremy Summerley conducting. The next one, okay, yes, of course I know. You know, everyone <laughs> right, knows uh-huh. this. Uh, it's Bach's Toccata and Fugue in D minor. Right. I wanted to choose uh, a piece played on that particular organ. Uh, this is played by Pierre Cochereau, uh, one of the most famous organists of the 20th century. Um, we could go down a very deep rabbit hole here. Uh, there is a body of work written for this very organ. But I, I decided to go some- with something... Um, Pretty familiar. This is the Toccata and Fugue in D minor.
Next, looks like something quite a bit more contemporary, but but also an interesting angle. Um, you, is is it using the organ at Notre Dame? That I've been trying to figure out. Um, that organ uh, every Sunday there's an open um, there's an open slot where people can go in and just play this organ. Oh wow! And it is huge. I've never seen it myself, and hopefully I'll be able to see see it before I die. Um, but the manual is. I think 15 meters, so over 45 feet above the floor of the sanctuary. So it's just way, way up there. And then, of course, this seven-second echo is going on. So this organ is really, really important. Now, this is a band <laughs> called Sparks. Do you know them? No, I'm not familiar. Oh, okay, you need to know about Sparks. Okay. They've been, like, the weirdest art rock band since middle 70s I'd say and they're still putting yeah it's it's a duo act they're two brothers I believe Uh, yeah uh, you have to see them visually because they're very striking Uh, I'll just leave it at that (laughs) it's a super weird tune but I wanted to get into some other genres and this is a tune called as I sit down to play the organ at the Notre Dame Cathedral Um, is from a 2006 album hello young lovers it's very weird but um, I don't know, it just kind of ties in the whole iconic nature of this instrument, maybe. <laughs> And then I, I think it was really important, of course, that you mentioned at the end of your piece um, that we are having churches burning in this country, too. Yeah, um, right. Primarily black churches. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, that's something that uh, strangely is not getting nearly enough coverage, and almost no coverage. Um, right. Well, yeah, I was mentioning uh, this piece that I was writing to my wife, and she pointed out that actually there's a lot of social media buzz about, yeah, we have churches burning mm-hmm. over here, too. And so I checked it out. I went to a um, GoFundMe site, and these three churches have raised, at the time of this taping, over a million and a half dollars. 
So um, you can easily find this GoFundMe. I, I pitched in a few pennies myself. And uh, I don't know, if you need some convincing, uh, I can't think of a better person than Aretha Franklin. Uh, this is from an album, Amazing Grace, from 1972. I've, I might have played some stuff from her before from this album. Uh, but it's newly relevant um, yeah. because, um, you know, this was this was a church service taped in a huge uh, Baptist church in L.A. with some of the most amazing um, se- section, session players of the time. And um, they also filmed it. Uh, now, this film couldn't be released because they couldn't edit it because they forgot to use clapboards at the beginning of each day. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. So there's this film footage that's not connected to any sound and they didn't have the technology to line it up. But they finally, using um, computer AI, were able to fit these puzzle pieces together and now the film finally came out. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, so this is the one that just this came out. This is the one. Oh, yeah, okay, great. Yeah, yeah no, I've, came I've out heard, this last fall, I believe. Yeah, I've heard only incredible things about right, it. Right, yeah. So this is a traditional um, traditional gospel tune to bring it all home. Mary, don't you weep. And uh, we'll leave it there uh, with Aretha Franklin. Um, certainly uh, something to reflect on here as we go out with that. Uh, thanks, Mark. Thanks so much, Fletcher. Oh, yeah.